1: To the real estate investing morning show today is friday january
0: 13th 2023 the weather today will be a high of minus seven degrees in edmonton minus eight degrees in saskatoon and minus three degrees in toronto it's almost dad's birthday <laughs> gonna say that
1: every day until dad's birthday <laughs> thanks Abby. it's
0: gonna be a long month yeah <laughs> It's right at the end. How's everybody doing today? We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. If you want to listen in live to the show, just go download the, that app called Podbean and uh, follow the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. You'll get notified when we go live. Um, there's a chat box here. I can see everybody saying good morning, all the real estate investors who, who are loyal, who come in every day and, and get their questions answered. And um, And there's also a call-in button. There's a call-in button. You can click on it and call in just like your normal radio drive-time morning show. You can call in and complain about the weather or complain about the interest rates. Whatever you you want to complain about. Eh, Don't call and complain. (laughs) But uh, what what you can most certainly do is call in or put in the comments in the chat box your questions. You know, I, I'm, I don't know where you are in your real estate investing journey, whether you're brand new or whether you're on your fifth property or you're on your seventh property and you're trying to get to your eighth and you're, and you're kind of, it's get, starting to get really difficult. Um, call in with your questions. You can ask about landlording and finding tenants or mortgages or, you know, how to choose a market, um, how to f- determine market rental rates like we did yesterday. Anything you want. Um, you you ask your question, we will answer it every morning. And uh, and we'll do it for free. It's free coaching every morning. So take advantage of it. And, uh, and get your questions answered in the morning and take some action during the day. Absolutely. Who do we got joining us this morning?
1: We have Eric this morning. Good Eric, morning, Eric. Good morning, Don and Joshua and Kathleen. Good morning, Johnny Five. Johnny Five says, good morning, my fine people. Wow. <laughs> Scotty P in the house. He is? Yeah. Romeo keeps coming back. Nice. <laughs> good morning, Kyler. Good morning, Sean and
0: Tyson. Tyson's here? Tyson's what, here? Do you,
1: do you have a Tyson clip? Tyson, oh. Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. Oh, no. Tyson. Oh, oh, no. Okay, that one shorter. (laughs) Good morning, Josh and Cody. (laughs) Uh, We have John, we have Wilson, we have Alan.
0: This is fun. Good morning, Matt. Matt who? Uh, Leger. Matt Leger is
1: here? Good morning, Winston. No,
0: I don't have a song for him, Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Winston. Good morning, Nasir. It's
0: Winston's first show.
1: Welcome. Do you have a Winston clip?
0: W I N S T O N Winston. Winston. Winston.
1: Winston. Oh, man. <laughs> Good morning, China. Oh,
0: he's, he's like, what the hell did I wake up for? I told morning, him I'd give Sheila. him a shout out, and there you go. There you have it. <laughs> oh, boy. Who else?
1: Mr. Bradley.
0: Bradley's here. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, Romeo says, different work schedule. Easier for me to for me to make it now. Awesome. And Tyson says, what an honor. My own song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was loving that. he was he was he was driving with that bass line right there. Oh yeah. He was driving with it. He was walking with it. <laughs> Jive walking. Okay. Well, tell you what. Um what are we what are we gonna cover for today? You know what? I'm gonna leave it up to you guys. I'm going to let you guys determine what it is that you want to talk about. If you guys have got questions, get them in. Uh, Let me just check my question bank. No, I do not have any questions left. Uh, Maybe one question. Um,
1: Since our... uh, Oh, good morning, Garrett. Aren't you supposed to be in an airplane?
0: I got one question about agreement for agreements for sale which won't last very long so guys if you guys got, got any questions anything you want to know about real estate investing or you got a problem or you're struggling to get your next joint venture partner put it in the chat there and uh, and and we'll chat about it today
1: okay um, Garrett says Jackie is awake for the first time ever
0: why um,
1: so oh oh okay I thought that she was with you, Garrett, <laughs> he said, but she said, F no, too, too early for my brain to listen to real estate. I was about to give Jackie a shout out.
0: Jackie. <laughs> yeah, we don't say Jackie anymore. It's Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> Again, Winston is still, Winston's got his finger on the end call button right yeah, now. He's like, I'm... He's just like, just waiting. He's like, okay, is this thing going to turn around? <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's rip through upcoming events like super fast because now that we have a bunch of them coming up, it's uh, taken too much much of our time.
0: So we do have an Edmonton networking meet and greet uh, event on January 24th. Here's the deal. Remember I told you guys yesterday to go very quickly and to register for it? Guess what? It filled up by 9 a.m. Done. Wild. So those 50 spots were gone. So our January 24th, Edmonton. good yeah someone's alarm just went off <laughs> our january 24th meet and greet networking event with dci properties um and abington is is sold out but we have another one coming up in uh february it's around february 11th put it in your calendar uh we'll make we'll make an announcement on that very uh next week or so here we're just finalizing details of the venue and stuff and, um as well we got one coming up in february 4th in calgary again just uh, pencil on your calendar for right now in Calgary and we will uh, and we'll get you final wise details here in the next week or so. <clears throat> uh, what else we got? I don't even have Mar- it ready.
1: March 18th.
0: March 18th. In Calgary. Yes. March 18th in Calgary, Barry McGuire is putting on his wholesaling workshop. If you want to uh, learn how to buy off market properties and sell them for a fee, Uh, I'm not going to get into what wholesaling is, but wholesaling is pretty freaking amazing. It's a, it's a great way to make some extra cash when you're doing real estate investing. And when you're a seasoned investor, I make lots of money in wholesaling. I don't actively do it. I don't put out signs and stuff like that, but you know, I assign a lot of deals. So, um, it's a great extra little side hustle type Mm -hmm. side income thing. Um, March 18th in Calgary, uh, Barry McGuire, Go to barrymaguire.ca to register for that. April 1st in Toronto, I'll be there as well for this, um, the Agreement for Sale Workshop. And that is Barry Maguire's Agreement for Sale Workshop. That is in Toronto on April 1st. Agreements for Sale is a great way to buy properties for little to no money down and no financing. Um, that is how Gabby and I built our portfolio, catapulted our, our business. Um, highly recommend checking out that event whether you're in the Toronto area or not, go fly there for, for the weekend. It's totally worth it. 100% worth it. And we'll have a beer. Awesome. Sound fun? Yeah. Okay, so that sounds groovy. Some of the events that we have coming up. We had no events for the longest time, and now we've got more events than fingers and toes. <laughs> um, REA Masters has a workshop on the 28th of January. Which is exclusive to REI Masters Mentorship Program. Um, we got oh, geez, what else we got going on? Um, Gabby, oh hey, Gab.
1: Oh hey. Go. Hey, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting so lame. <laughs> um,
0: I had something else. What your um? How many spots you got left for your vision board? Uh
1: you know what? Um last night I had Yeah, okay. So I have uh I sorry, I just opened it back up. Um I have two spots left. Um but if you're considering coming out on January 22nd to my women's 2023 vision boarding workshop.
0: It's not a sales workshop, that's for sure. <laughs> I have if you're considering coming to my sorry,
1: I, I was thinking during the process, but if you are, if you're interested and you were sorry. just you were just uh waiting or doing whatever you were doing, um you might want to grab a ticket like right away because I'm considering uh closing it out. So unless those last two tickets are sold right away, um you might miss out i'm keeping it intimate i'm keeping it comfortable for the space that i have um chosen it is gorgeous it's on a rural rural property in sherwood park i have such a hard time saying rural it's a it's a tough one for me is that a thing for
0: you yeah i've never heard you say rural rural see
1: you just like you said it so eloquently i'm like rural (laughs) um anyways it's on a rural property in sherwood park beautiful Um, I'm actually, I'm heading out there today to, uh, go finalize all the details, but it's in this beautiful little kind of like yoga-esque space, um, kind of like on this, on this nice little property that has windows overlooking the property and a cozy little fireplace and a beautiful little setup. I'm set, am I set in a... A good picture i I love pictures yeah and we're gonna we're gonna roll out some yoga mats and spread out on the floor and vision board and craft and chat and and set some background music i was just gonna say what's playing in the background yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really lovely and there's a really great group of women already signed up so um if you're wanting to meet more women um this isn't just real estate investing uh, specific, but um, there are a lot of real estate investors who have signed up. In fact, maybe all of them. Um, real estate
0: investors love personal growth.
1: They do. And um, and it's just a, a group of really fantastic women. So um, there are two tickets left. They might disappear if you don't grab them. So uh, that's your, your final warning. I well, guess.
0: after that pitch, I think I'm going to steal them. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And how do they uh, go about uh, signing up for that?
1: Uh, go on to my social media, uh, cl- there's a post there, but there's also uh, links in both of my bios on Facebook and Instagram for my Linktree um, profile, and in there is a link to the workshop.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Take a quick little commercial break.
1: Sounds good. Go, hey, And
0: yeah, Just kidding.
1: Oh, can I say one <laughs> last thing? <laughs> Can yeah. I say one last thing? Yeah, sure. Um, I did have a, a woman, a fantastic, uh, beautiful, generous, amazing woman within my community uh, donate a ticket uh, for the event as well. So it's paid for, it is ready for somebody to claim. So if you were considering joining, but um, money's tight and you didn't want to uh, you know, buy that ticket, Just shoot me a message. It's yours. And um, I'd love for you to join us. And yeah, so that's available as well.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Okay, quick little commercial break. We'll be right back.
1: Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right no sloppy seconds for no DCI.
0: sloppy seconds
1: <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory to get on the list for alberta deals visit www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers, or for ontario deals go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers
0: and we are back uh, I saw Garrett, uh, made a mention here, a comment while I was talking about Baron Maguire's agreements for sale course in Toronto. He said, after last night's mentorship talk, I have a different perspective now. And Jackie understands what I was so excited about when I took the AFS course. Yeah. So last night, um, Thursdays is our, um, REI masters coaching session night. Um, that's when all the masters mentees come together and we, we talk strategy and problem solving. So for last night, um, someone had asked about approaching sellers, how to develop leads for agreements for sale, um, and also how to um, how to answer their questions. How to you know uh, not negotiate, but it was more so of like a how would you describe it, like a role play kind of type thing. Um, and it was it was it was basically the role play for how I uh, me Wayne Hillier approaches um uh, acquiring agreement for sale and everyone has their own different approach and it, it depends on what type of deal you're looking for <clears throat> but i developed my own little unique way of developing leads and closing them when i was doing it and i shared that for the masters last night it was about an hour what, about hour long yeah. uh
1: no you that was a two-hour call
0: oh right well we, we got into some other things towards the end there but the okay. whole thing was about an okay. hour, yeah. I
1: missed the last half because I have a child to put to bed.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we talked about when Garrett was saying that he has a whole different perspective of it now. Um, yeah, when I first took the Agreements for Sale course back in 2016 um, as a student, um, I, I remember like the first time I took it, it was it was very intimidating. It was actually, um, I'm a bit of a slow learner. I I I just, I left there and I was so incredibly like, I don't know. Overwhelmed. I also took like the intensive course for the first time, which was way more complicated, and it just went way over my head.
1: I also think that we didn't have any context as to really what we were about to learn. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't have any um, any morning show to listen to people dabble, talk in AFS and that sort of thing. So we were just like, okay, a way to invest with little to no money down let's learn about that yeah and that was that was the basis of what we knew we were walking into yeah. so it was overwhelming
0: and then yeah they they hooked up the hose to the fire hydrant and just stuck it in right in my face um and yeah i i was i'm looking around the room and everybody's nodding and smiling and i'm looking down on my paper and there's no notes and i'm like oh, am I the fucking dumbest person in this room it was it was like the worst experience for me, um, not the worst, but it was it was not a fun experience. And this is not a great oh, way boy. to endu- this isn't a great <laughs> way to endorse their workshop, but it also is at the same time. And I say this, I say this to a lot of people because I know I can. I know there's always some people that go to like their workshops or that take the home study kit for the first time. And they're like, I don't understand. I <clears> get <throat> like that particular time. Um, I barely understood how Like this is only six, eight, six, seven years ago, I barely understood how refinances work. They were talking about refinancing properties. And I'm like, how does it, what? what? How does that work? I didn't even understand the math. So like, I remember where I was at at that particular time and like we had no other joint venture prospects and like I had no money left and mortgages were tightening up. Um, so like I was kind of hitting that mortgage wall as well. And I, I, I spend the last little bit of my, you know, money that I have to go to this course with Gabby and, um, I'm, yeah, I was completely overwhelmed. And also, as well, like the way that people, the the people that were on stage for that particular course, the way that they were acquiring leads and the way that they were negotiating, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. I've always had this opinion of like wholesaling. And this isn't a negative thing about wholesaling, it's just the way that some people do their wholesaling business. They approach distressed sellers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of those, like, Wholesaling courses, agreement, you know, and and a lot of people who do agreements for sale, they they approach distressed sellers, and I hate that word. I've always hated it. I hate I hate the idea of approaching someone who is in a, probably the worst situation they've ever been or the worst scenario they've ever been in their life, and for me to come in there and try to steal their house.
1: It feels like um, it feels like you're being taught to be a vulture,
0: mm-hmm. which um, is not the way that Barry and Donna teach. No. I'm just saying there was people there yeah. that were,
1: but also that's not like. A... <clears throat> There's also a perspective change that needs to happen when you realize that, like, w- although that's, you know, you're looking for a distressed seller, but a distressed seller is simply somebody who needs Help. a, a lifeboat throw. Help. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and so when I left, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't, and maybe that was the way that I, 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 my, I perceived it.
1: The 100%. way that I received
0: it yeah. is that, and everybody receives things differently. You know, you could say one thing to 10 different people and there's 10 different ways that it's being received. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of things taken into account, like, you know, your personality, uh, your character, um, your paradigm, your your any pre-existing bias that you had before you, you know, you were there. So some people heard it as like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to help people. And then there's me super negative, like, I don't want to do that to people. Yeah. So when I left, I I, I don't know, I was just very confused about it. And I sat on it for six months and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do this. This is just like wholesaling, and I I didn't I didn't want to take advantage of people. And about oh, six months later, I, I had, was talking with a, a private seller. Um, there was a listing nearby, and um, I'm like, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go talk to that private seller. I'm going to try this agreement for sale thing again. And they had a very unique problem, and I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, maybe this, maybe the agreement for sale thing would solve that problem for them. And, um, after discussing it with them, they said, yes. And I'm like, holy shit, this stuff actually works. And so, you know, it'd been six months since I took the course and I hadn't looked at the binder or anything before, after that. So I'm like, uh, let me, uh, let me come back tomorrow. And I ran home. It was like eight 30 at night. I'm like, Gabby, how do I fell out of sheet? How do I fell out of schedule? Like how do I do all this stuff? So we're like frantically going through like the 400 page manual and like trying to figure it out again. And we did. And we got all the paperwork all done before we went to bed and, Went back the next day, and uh, it ended up turning into a really good lead. I never closed it, but <clears throat> it was through that experience that I, I I realized that there's there's different ways to approach you know agreements for sale. It doesn't have to be the distressed seller who needs out right now, and the house is dilapidated. I started looking at brand new houses brand new houses where people had a very unique problem, um, where they weren't necessarily distressed, but they were limited on options and this particular strategy can help them move on. And, you know, these are people that have good jobs. It's just like, you know, they got to move back home to Nova Scotia or they got to move to BC or they already bought another house, but their first house didn't sell and they can't handle anymore. Right. These are people that are, that are not like, you know, um, behind on payments or anything like that they just they don't have much options and the agreement for sales strategy was a really great way to make it a win-win Where like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna help you out of this problem and uh I, by using these terms and this strategy i'm also going to make a little bit of money as well it's win-win i solve it you know my problem you solve your problem and um and these are just great like like i said they're not they're not in a bad spot where they're making like crazy impulsive decisions either these are people that are very easy to deal with yeah you know what I mean they're reasonable they have good jobs They're, you know their credit rating isn't you know in in the ground like if you're going to partner with someone I want to make sure that they're going to do everything they're supposed to do so um I don't know if I described all this really well but I mean this is what we talked about last night and so I shared how I went about finding these types of leads how I talked to the sellers um, how we go through you know their their concerns and their um what would you call it like the the, the back and forth of it and uh, the, their, sure. their concerns and questions yeah. because there are a lot right yeah it's a very sure. complicated advanced strategy but um once you get the hang of it and once you kind of figure out what it is exactly that you're using that strategy for what problem you're solving man there's there's some there's some amazing opportunities. Mm-hmm. We went through um, a website last night. We were finding leads as well. It's um, If any of this is sounding interesting to you guys, go freaking take the course for the love of God. Like it's really cool. It's really or amazing. Or join the
1: mentorship program.
0: Or join the mentorship program it's and get the included. course for free. <laughs> for sure. Um,
1: and then you can be a part of these discussions too.
0: <laughs> that's the other thing is you can be a part of these types of discussions. Um, what else did we talk about last night? Oh, we talked about um, uh, marketing for wholesaling. So um, yellow signs, you know, bandit signs, that type of stuff. We were talking about that as well. It was a really good call last night.
1: When could you imagine back then in 2016, whenever it was taking that course and then having somebody mentor you through how like all the questions that we had and how to implement it and strategies and
0: I wouldn't be doing this dumb podcast right now. I'm just kidding. It just
1: kind of slapped me in the (laughs) face like what uh, how actually like incredible it is that
0: Mentorship guidance
1: well just and and I don't know like uh, I guess (laughs) I'm giving ourselves a little pat on the back of how we structured our mentorship program to include those courses and then how these people then have the ability to show up daily and or on the weekly calls and be like okay i took the course what's this 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 how do i do this what about this yeah. strategy for this like that's an amazing opportunity i put a lot sorry of thought- i don't normally toot toot our horns but um here i am i just got i just got a little like punch in the face like whoa
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did put a lot of thought into it and I knew that if we're going to start a mentorship program, um, I didn't want it to be like everybody else's. Right. And so I looked at other programs to see, and I had conversations with other people to find out, okay, what, what do you like about your program? Well, I like this, but it it really sucks. It doesn't have this. Okay. We'll add this. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if we were going to do it, I didn't want to go recreate all these courses. Like I I want to use the ones that I used that worked for me. Yeah. So I called up Barry and Donna and I said, hey, I'd like to buy your courses, not buy them, but like um, anyone who joins my mentorship program, you know, I want to I want to buy the courses for them. And they're like, OK, yeah, sure. I mean, they're all right. They'll... Yeah. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> yeah, <it>. yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't have to convince us, Wayne. Um, but yeah, that's what we do. We literally we we pay for the courses for everyone. And then uh, Barry and Donna reach out to you and they they send you all the courses. But I knew that it like it was in order for someone to be successful, they needed to have those those yeah. those home study kits. Um and then obviously, you know, we have a lot of experience with all that, all those courses yeah, and all those sure. those strategies. So yeah, it's had we not included it, I don't I don't think everybody would have been set up for success. I want to make yeah. sure that everyone has every single resource required. And then it, after that, it gets really simple, right? You've got the weekly coaching sessions, you've got the courses, you've got the documents, you've got the agreements, you've got every single form and contract that you need p- uh, under the sun, go do it. And even with all the resources and even with free coaching every morning on the morning show, people still struggle with moving forward. So there's yeah. always a need for mentorship and guidance. Yeah. And that's obviously, that's what we're really good at.
1: Because you're not alone. I think that when you have a free resource and you can kind of like, sh- you know, show up and ask your questions, you still need to have that self-motivation to uh, put put into action. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're part of a mentorship group, you literally have people holding your hand. Yeah. And I think that's really the big difference is, you know, when you invest in yourself, um, you're not just, you know, investing in your education, you're investing in having somebody hold your hand through figuring shit out.
0: 100%. Yeah. I'm just seeing Garrett's comment here from earlier. He says, yes and Adam, I'm glad you asked those questions. I think a lot of us just didn't know how to word our questions. I need to review the AFS course again now that I've heard Wayne's Outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, and from a different lens, it, yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense.
1: And Wayne, if you think back to it, like, uh, you know, we attended that first course, but then we've joined in on, um, you know, helping with the course every single time they put it on since then. So in theory, we've attended the course how many times?
0: Um, Ten? Yeah, something like that. And I've I've been through it many times. Yeah.
1: And um, every single time somebody has a different perspective or a different way that they figured out how to implement things. And it's really cool to uh, just see it constantly evolve, right? it does it doesn't it doesn't just have to be one way it doesn't have one way of working or one way of implementing it's literally adaptable to you who you are yeah. to what you're doing to you know everything it's
0: well when when i when i when when i started doing it uh we did it different than everybody else was doing it yeah. and then we we've developed a few other different ways as well um on the selling side of how to use agreement for sale to, to, to make win-win situations. Um, but like, you're right. Every time I go to an agreement for sale workshop, it's always kind of exciting for me because I'm like a creative nerd. Um, I'll go catch up with some of the other guys and girls and be like, Hey, so what are you working on? They're like, Oh, wait, wait till you hear about this. I took this, I structured it this way. I added in this over here and then we did this and I made this much money. And I'll be like, Holy shit. How'd you come up with that? And they're like, Oh, you gotta go talk to this new lender over here. We can structure it this way. And they do this. So yeah, I, I love going I, every single time. I mean, I'm I'm helping them now. I'm part of the focus team, and I and I teach it now. But it's not just like showing up and reading the same manual over and over, reading the same slides every single time they hold an event. Donna, Barry's wife, changes the whole curriculum. <laughs> she updates she updates all the slides and all the uh, the manuals every single time. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's 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 a new experience every time. Yeah. Um, now there was a question AFS related. Um, I think it was the other day. Um, someone had asked, how have you offloaded most of your AFS deals? Did you end up taking out mortgages on them for buy and hold, or did you sell them after the term was up? How complicated do we get today? Not complicated. Not complicated. Go take the course. Um, (laughs) Uh, truth be told, uh, all of my agreement for sale deals are very long term. We have a few that are coming up very soon here um, that we're going to be selling, but most of them are minimum seven years long. I've got a couple ten years. I got a couple. I got a couple eleven year ones. Um, I have a two and a half year one that turned into a ten year one. Uh, psh- We got one in Leduc, which we should go check on the maturity date of that one. That one should be coming up soon, Gab. Mm-hmm. Um, I They're they're all relatively long term and and the exit strategy for all of them is to sell. Um, most of these properties I, I probably wouldn't have bought traditionally. So there's no reason to keep them after my seller financing is done. Um, I'll just put them on the market six months before they're done and then just sell them and collect the, the equity. Um, now, another thing we did, obviously, was we, uh, a lot of our agreement for sales are actually paired with rent-to-own, so we bought them with seller financing, and we sold them with um, lease options, which is, gets a little bit complicated, and I don't think it's, you know, necessarily today's, or this this shows the, the place to be talking about something like that. Go take the courses for agreement for sale, go take the course for lease options and rent-to-own, and then um, you can start playing around with how you can put them together, but um, I like to mix and combine a lot of strategies to get the best possible ROI and the least amount of risk. That's 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 my favorite little motto there. You know, how can I put these strategies together to mitigate my risks, lower my risks, and increase my ROI? That's what I'm always trying to do. So, um, but a little too complicated for the show. Um, take the courses, join masters. I'll teach you all about it. Yep. Sorry, I'm not trying to dangle the carrot, but it's just it's. Uh, I'm going to confuse too many new listeners today. But uh, I, I, in most cases, if I didn't have a rent-to-own tenant buyer for these AFSs, I'd just sell them. Makes the most sense. It's easiest path of least resistance. What other questions do we have today?
1: Uh, oh, Mark just came I just, in. I just got Mark
0: a... just came in. Oh, hi, Mark.
1: <laughs> I just got a um, private message pop up uh, from, uh, one of my mastermind gals, uh, saying that she was trying to get a vision boarding ticket and it's now sold out. No way! So I just popped it up and I do see that it's sold out. Um, but thankfully I have that beautiful little free ticket waiting for her. So, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. So that worked out very well, but yeah, sold out. You guys, do you want to share the lucky person
0: or is it, is it private? (laughs)
1: okay so she's apparently listening because i just got another message Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so uh yeah may may May? just snagged the last ticket and she got it for free may p may p
0: nice (laughs) awesome congrats so 27 minutes left in the show and we are all out of topics don't do this to me guys (laughs) don't do this to me oh i got a fun thing okay um, I don't like jumping around on different topics mm-hmm. on the show. You know that because people complain on iTunes. Yeah. Um, however, um, who was it? Sent me a message last night. So I got a, I got a DM last night. Someone slid into my DMs, which is someone that is actually t- they took our um, they they took our boot camp um back in November. Okay. Um, this so is Steve. And Steve listens to the show, but he's in BC, so it's a little too early for him. But he yeah. listens to the show every day on his drive. And, uh, he's when, very...
1: when you release it? Yes. <laughs> that was a jab because Wayne's been a little uh, little slow on getting those releases out.
0: <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> um, it depends on how busy I am. I know, I know, I know. I'm a busy guy. I
1: know, I know, I know.
0: Anyways, Steve slides into my DMs. He said um, something like, hey, bro. No, he didn't. He said. <laughs> um <Bruh. laughs> Sorry. Morning, Steve. Uh, he was asking about the Edmonton market. And I'm just looking for it here. For someone outside of Edmonton who is looking to get familiar with neighborhoods, would you say this is a website that's a good representation? So he shares a website with me. It's called um, Hood Maps. Okay you, if you want to squeeze over here, Gab, you can have a look at it. Um, so apparently there's, they, <laughs> someone, you see it? <laughs> for, for please,
1: you, everybody go for, look right go now. Go to
0: hood maps, um, <laughs> and, and, and search up Edmonton. Okay. Cause this is quite possibly, okay. It's, it's, I'm, some of it is offensive. Okay. So please don't, please don't, you know, um, but this is quite possibly the coolest breakdown I've seen of a city. Um, I'm just like, I'm looking at the map of Edmonton right now. And what they've done is they've basically put labels. Okay. Yeah.
1: Some of it is very offensive.
0: Yeah. Some of it's offensive. Um, But they put labels on all these different uh, uh, neighborhoods and, and, and I'm just looking at like Sherwood park right here, for example, rich white people, Real housewives of Sherwood Park. <laughs> Executives live here. <laughs> um like what do we got? We got uh someone wrote wrote burr.
1: I like the the, the wh- burr.
0: So this is this is an investor because look, someone wrote burr, unless of okay. course it's really cold there.
1: <laughs> I really like the um stinky water uh section of the city and where's uh, stinky
0: water. <laughs> oh stinky, oh that's gold bar capilano
1: and there's like yeah because <laughs> it's where the water treatment plant is
0: <laughs> so for those of you guys that came to our fix and flip bus tour last uh last summer and we had the meat like the the bus picked up down you know in gold bar right next to the river um it stinks over there and that's because there's a water treatment center right there where right all next your poop goes. <laughs> that's where all the poop goes and so they they literally labeled stinky water Um, they've got endless, beautiful river valley right next to it. Um,
1: and also the other one I like is people let their dogs roam, roam wild here, (laughs) roam free or whatever. uh, It's just like, if, like, if you know the areas, it's just like, it's so accurate.
0: What's that ice cream place that we like? That's, um, right across from, uh, what is it? Transcendence coffee or whatever. Um, uh, it's not, it's not ice cream by Marcus. It's the other one is, is,
1: uh, where's Kathleen? It's her fave.
0: Um, I can't remember. I'm blanking. It's over in Mill Creek. What's that ice cream place called? Come on, Kind. Kind. Kind ice cream. Literally, they've got ice cream. They just labeled oh. ice cream. <laughs> that whole area of like Mill Creek Ravine. Oh, they have a giant label that says ice cream because you know that's the best place to get yeah. ice cream.
1: Uh, Johnny just pointed out north of here. You die.
0: <laughs> where is that?
1: <laughs> probably where Johnny lives. I gotta go. I gotta I'm go. Sorry. You, I
0: gotta. Johnny. I gotta zoom out. Uh, oh, he's probably just joking. Yeah. Um. This is like they've got Folk Fest, um, uh, (laughs) Pokemon Go over near the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're in Edmonton, this is this is quite possibly the funniest thing that you're going to.
1: Johnny says Kingsway Ave says that north of here you die.
0: (laughs) Okay, there's if you go over near to Edmonton Valley Zoo, it says Bob Barker hates this place. (laughs)
1: Oh, man. I
0: know I know so yeah. there's there's an elephant there named Lucy that Bob Berker wants to save to save but like this is the most detailed
1: Amanda said that Calgary is pretty funny too
0: is it yeah this is um uh yeah you can see over in like Glenora there's angrier angrier rich people <laughs> um <laughs> this is yeah some of this is a little offensive so I do apologize um but I mean, uh, to answer your question, Steve, one hundred percent. This is the best way to get to yeah, know Edmonton. I,
1: I was literally going to say, like, this could be your investing map.
0: one hundred percent. Yeah, um, we got uh, we got the Blue Quill area over here, um, just west of One Eleven Street. It's called the Karen Stronghold.
1: Okay, Kyler just found a section called "Hella Older Dudes Wearing Spandex on Bikes." <laughs>
0: Guys, whether you're from Edmonton or not from Edmonton, you got to come check out this way, uh, this this website.
1: Nasir says that in Brampton, they have something like, fuck, wrong turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: uh... That's gold. I'm having too much fun with this. I actually have to I actually have to get Close off this it. website yeah. <laughs> because you guys I'm going to kill the rest of the show. And you guys are gonna be like, "Are am just supposed to talk about real estate. Um, but thank you for sharing that with me, Steve. That was that was pretty freaking awesome. Uh what I did tell Steve is that um I, I'm gonna connect him with a few people. Um oh, no, I never sent that message. Um I'm gonna connect you with a few people in Edmonton that uh uh that can give you a hand with that. Um my my advice was that you know connecting with local real estate investors in any city. If like, if you're, if you want to invest in Saskatoon or St. John's or, you know, St. Catharines, um, uh, give me some other Saint cities, Saint.
1: Uh...
0: is that it? (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Um, if you want to invest in any new city, I I'd recommend, you know, there's, there's always like local reports and that kind of stuff. And you can like, you know, do your, St. Albert. St. Albert, thank you. <laughs> Tyson. <laughs> um, I'd strongly recommend just like finding a local community of people in that in that city and just like reaching out to them and say, hey, I'm interested in investing in this place. Um, do you mind if I hop on a Zoom call with you? And I, I don't know how it is in every city, but I know for a fact that in, in the city that we invest in, uh, there is such an amazing community here. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be here to be a part of it. You can just reach out to a few people and and they'll hop on a zoom call with you and they will walk you through this whole map. Not necessarily the map of like, you know, gun range ruined now soccer mom Karens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, but honestly, like, I, I, For for Steve, I'm going to recommend like three people to him to go and they'll hop on a Zoom call with him and they'll spend 30 minutes with him and they won't ask for anything in return. Yeah. Real estate, there's, there's a funny thing about the real estate investing community across Canada. It's just so supportive and there's not a whole lot of asks. There's some people that'll try and like, you know, squeeze whatever they can out of you. But for the most part, most people are just, they're, they're givers. They just want to see other people succeed and, and get to their goals faster.
1: Yeah. I was also going to say that it is so common, um, I think, especially we see here in Alberta for um, people in other provinces to just reach out to a realtor who says that they're investor focused and invest in Alberta Avenue, Uh, insert some of the funny names that you just heard, um, you know, that people die north of here and those types of areas and are just like yeah we got great cash flow but for some reason like i just can't fill these vacancies and you know i i i went there and you know the street looks you know nice and it's mature and all these types of things but everybody's dancing i just (laughs) i just can't seem you know my property manager has been sitting vacant for like three months and why why isn't i how come i'm not getting tenants and it's like I've had to say quite blankly to a few people that like, I'm sorry, but you invested in a shitty area of Edmonton. Yeah. Well, my realtor, yeah, you also picked a shitty realtor. And, and so... That's bullshit. <laughs> these people didn't, um, you know, get really involved in the community beforehand and get, um, you know, referred to the right realtor yeah. who... You know, like our realtor literally sits down with out of out of town, like whether it be on Zoom or whether they come and visit the city, sits down with them and gives them a map and literally writes all over it. Here you invest for cash flow. Here you have a lower tenant profile, but higher cash flow. Here you have a way better tenant profile, mediocre cash flow. Here is really good for flipping here. And they'll do that with you. So if your realtor isn't doing that with you, you probably haven't found the right investor focused realtor who's going to really help you pick those right areas yeah so it's you know good on you Steve for um, you know to try trying to make sure that you understand Edmonton and that um, you know you found this silly map as well because it's yeah. it's quite accurate yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, and if you're trying to find an investor-focused realtor, um, don't just go to an event or a a Facebook page and say, hi, I'm looking for an investor-focused realtor. Um, I would strongly recommend connecting with people first and ask them who they're using. Um, Just make sure that the people that you're connecting with are actively investing, right? And then ask 20 people who they're using. And if you start to see a trend, um, of, you know, people recommending someone specifically, you know, because they're the best and, and they know everything and they know lots and they, you know what I mean? Then, then go with that person. But I find a lot of people, they'll, they'll call up 10 realtors instead and say, hi, are you investor focused? (laughs) And they're like, oh, hell yeah. I'm, 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 nobody's more investor focused than me. I'm the most investor focused around. (laughs) Um, I, 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 I've owned lots of properties. You know what I mean? Because because they want your business that you basically just told them, hi, I want to buy lots of properties over the next few years, um, as opposed to most of those, you know, realtors are just getting one off mom and pop, you know, um, home sales where someone's never going to buy a house from them again. You're a repeat customer. Of course, they want you. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that they're not competent or they're not good realtors. It's just like we're talking about like finding the right person for your power team that's going to know. You know where where your good investment areas are and this is a long-term investment for you if you're buying for rental properties long-term buy and hold keywords long-term and if you're going to be having to hold on to this house and it's, it's going to be sitting vacant you're going to get a horrible tenant profile because you don't know the area very well and you got to carry that thing for at least 10 years and it's going to be a really hard 10 years mm-hmm. and that's also going to affect the bottom line and your roi as well yeah
1: going to have lots so. of turnover lots of vacancy
0: So don't worry about hurting people's feelings. You got to do what's right for you and find the right realtor. And I promise you, every market across Canada has a realtor for that particular area, right? And if you're struggling with it, you know, feel free to email us. Email us at info at reimorningshow.com or hop into our Real Estate Investing Masters free Facebook group. Um, Send me DM. I'll connect you with the right people. I I don't mind doing that. Mm -hmm. I really don't. As long as it's just a quick connection. Um, I don't mind doing that. If you guys got any questions, anything further about that, just make sure you tune into the morning show every morning, asking those questions, and I'll, and I'll answer them for free. What have we got in the comments? Oh, my God, you guys are quiet today. <laughs> wow
1: it um, said that Mogul um, Realty has a decent map on their website, too, with descriptions of each neighborhood.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, did everyone take Friday off? <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone sleeping in today? I mean, the numbers are okay, but um, not as high as they've been all week. And you guys are really quiet. Really quiet. It's making for making it really hard on us. Do I just gotta go back to this map and start naming off other areas again? What do we got here? We've got um what does it say about St. Albert? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Pleasantville, Stepford Wives. Okay. This is pretty cool. Um
1: Sarah wants to know what is the immigration trend in Edmonton.
0: I haven't the faintest clue. <laughs> Uh I haven't looked up the stats to be honest. Uh you want me to Google it for you? Edmonton what is it?
1: Immigration.
0: Immigration trend. Uh uh Edmonton Migration, we got stats. Um Positive international immigration added to gains from interprovincial migration, resulting in a net increase of 52,582 people to Alberta's population in the third quarter of 2022. That's funny. I actually, um, did I save that? I was reading an article that was talking about, um, Alberta immigration. Did I save it to my phone? I thought I saved it. Because I I was going to talk about it next week. Um, But I I can't seem to find it. But um, what do we got here? Uh, This was an increase of 206.9% from the third quarter of 2021. Holy crap. Uh, That total net migration into Alberta was above 35,000. Hmm. Uh, Changes in population from movement within Canada. Some 32,816 people moved to Alberta from other provinces in the third quarter of 2022. This was up 55.1% from a year earlier. There were significantly more people moving to Alberta from British Columbia and Ontario compared to the second quarter of 2021. A total of 13,531 people left the province for elsewhere in Canada in the third quarter. A decrease. We all know where they went. (laughs) Sorry (laughs) Uh, A decrease of 21.9% From the same period in 2021 More people moved to British Columbia And Ontario and Nova Scotia Relative to the previous third quarter Interesting Not Newfoundland (laughs) Um, uh okay what do we got The the result was a net gain of 19,285 people to Alberta's population in the third quarter. That was an increase of 403.8% from the third quarter of 2021 and was a new record. Wow. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Good morning Diego. Sorry.
0: Um Diego's here?
1: Yeah. No don't.
0: <laughs> Diego's a character on uh, Dora, right? Oh, there's definitely a Diego song somewhere. I'll find it. (laughs) Uh, Changes in population from immigration. Is that the same thing? Okay. International immigration added 33,297 people to Alberta's population in the third quarter of 2022. This was an increase of 150% from the same period in 2021 and marked the first time in history that net international immigration surpassed 30,000 people. So the headlines are right. People are coming. Yeah, I wonder
1: what the current vacancy rate is uh, for. I got to Google that too.
0: (laughs) Current Edmonton vacancy rate. Vacancy rates. Oh, simple stuff. Just um, hmm, hmm. That's not really updated.
1: I remember when I moved here, it was like zero point. Zero 01 or something <laughs> it was wild. There's a
0: uh, there's a there's a website for it, but I, I can't seem to find it at the moment. It's not updated. Uh, let me get that for you. OK, I'll get that for you sometime and. Uh, and I'll share that with you on Monday.
1: Sounds good. Um, Sean has a question. May I read it? Yes. Uh, Sean says, "Has anyone considered electric baseboard heaters for basement suites versus second furnace? Pros, cons?
0: Mm. Lots of people consider it. Um, it will increase electricity and decrease natural gas on your bill. So it's I I and I don't really know if the cost of electricity and the amount of kilowatts used compares to." natural gas usage and kilojoules uh so it's hard to say i'd have to pull up a utility bill just to even see what the cost per kilojoule is and cost per kilowatt is i got those terms correct don't i no clue it's been a while
1: i just pay the bills
0: (laughs) um And then, of course, how much electricity is actually used as opposed to how much natural gas is used to a furnace? What's more efficient, right? Um, And then you can look at the cost savings um, or comparison between the two. I can tell you that baseboard heaters would be significantly cheaper than a furnace to install. To install. Yeah. Um, Depending on the quality of the baseboard heaters that you buy, um, you know, will determine the price. The price. Uh, here here's the that's so you can work out the pros and cons there just with doing a little bit of research on um Prices. cost of utility charges yeah here's one of the big cons uh market value yeah um your
1: after repair value
0: your after repaired value will be significantly less if you're using baseboard heaters as opposed to a furnace um, if you want top dollar for your property when you go to sell it or if you're doing a burr and you want to refinance it, you need to have, you need to have the furnace. You also need to have the, um, what's the other thing? I'm blanking right now. I I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, But you need to make sure that like, it it needs to be the top, um, top quality in order to get the top um, value. Oh, another great example is uh, for people that like grandfathered suites in. So if you're buying um, a property that has like a grandfather, it was grandfathered in, mm-hmm. and uh, compared to if you bought one that was a completely new building from it, um, the value for the brand new development will be significantly higher than the value of the property that was grandfathered in. In a lot of cases, it's because, you know, there's only one furnace. Um they they were able to get away with, you know, all these different things. Um that uh, names name some like for some reason I can't think of them right now off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, well, it's been a while since we've actually um completed our we used to do a lot of secondary suite conversions. And um,
0: grandfathering in isn't allowed anymore. Yeah, so it's it's not, it's not top of my head right now. Yeah. But
1: but it could change. Um, you know, like there's lots of considerations. There's lots of factors of neighborhood, square footage, you know, like all those types of things. If there's two laundry or one laundry yeah. so so just but from from just a looking at the like top level there could be a difference of like
0: i can give you 50 an to one
1: hundred thousand yeah. dollars in the price in the value difference I'll to give... have it completely new new two furnaces all that compared to the grandfathered or the baseboard type heater
0: yeah yeah for sure i'll give you an example actually um of an investor that I know that had a property near us. Uh, he bought it for uh, I'm rough numbers here. He bought it for $420,000 off of MLS and, uh, on the MLS it said, um, you know, legal suite and, uh, some things happened and he was living in it. And and again, I'm just remembering the story as I remember it. Um, And he had, someone was asking questions about the furnace and the sticker. And he went to go find the sticker that, you know, normally you would get a green sticker for occupancy, um, saying that the secondary suite permit is complete and the inspection's done and you have a legal suite. So he, he goes to look for the sticker on the furnace and there's no sticker. And he's like, what the heck, where's the green sticker? And calls up realtor. Realtor says, I don't really know. Uh, I don't know, ma'am." And so he, this investor goes and calls the city because the city keeps record of all the properties that have uh, permits for secondary suites. And they say, we don't have record of it. And he's freaking out. He's like, I can't believe I just spent $420,000 on a property and it's not even legal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's freaking out like, the houses in the area um, that have secondary suites are worth 470. He got it for 420. So he thought he got a really amazing deal. Finds out that if his suite isn't legal, it's actually only worth three fifty. She's like, "I overpaid seventy thousand bucks." I'm like, "I can't believe this happened." Um, and then he found out that uh, that suite had been grandfathered in. So when they grandfathered the man, all you needed to do was call the fire department, and there was like some some updates that needed to be done to the fire to make sure it met fire code. Yeah. Uh, and then they let everything else go. So like, it was only one furnace. There was only there was some other things that wasn't in there. And because of that, you know, when he goes to reappraise it, it was only appraised at whatever. Um, it was a lower amount. And also when he goes to sell it, he's going to have a hard time trying to get that 470 because of the fact that it doesn't have all the same features uh, that a that a new, newly developed basement suite would have. So um, another example, like you can get away with baseboard heaters. I think that they're sufficient for... Uh, new building um, development, like new secondary suite developments. I think that they're, as long as the ventilation is separated, um, the ventilation so that fire can't travel through the ventilation ducts to get into the other suite, as long as the, the uh, each unit has their own ventilation ducts, um, then it is fine. Um, but you will notice that uh, when you go to sell it, no one's going to be paying as much. Yeah, so I I think it's worth getting the furnace.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And keep in mind that like um, a furnace and like setting up the ducting and whatnot is like what what's the cost of them? These days,
0: five to seven thousand, yeah, depending on the value like the quality.
1: So would you take that over? You know, uh fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand yeah. dollar decrease in value. Yeah. Fuck yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um uh Jeremy says Edmonton official vacancy stats won't be out until early February. Yeah, they need to finish doing the um their research. Uh, Jeremy also asked, would you let a tenant invest with you on a flip or other investment project? Uh, no, no, I think, I think you're, that's a huge, uh, not conflict of interest, but it's, it's a huge risk (laughs) keep your, keep your businesses separate. Um, because if, if shit goes sideways on the other side, like it's, it's going to affect the other side of your business. Um, tenants are tenants and investors are investors. Um, unless of course your tenants your best bud. I mean, go for it. But I think it's just extremely risky. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um Johnny says, I've heard that in Ontario electricity is cheap versus natural gas. That's why they use them there. Uh yeah, I mean how they how they get their their utilities is also important. I mean, I don't know much about the the industry there and like, you know, you got a lot of, um, hydroelectric power, you got nuclear power and stuff like that there. Um, I don't know enough about it, but I'm assuming that, uh, um, the, that might have something to do with it as well. Uh, going to get through these and then we'll end the show. Okay, Wilson says I did one basement with electric baseboard heaters never again cost me about $500 a month in electricity. Oof. Oof.
1: And why he did it is because the new furnace was 7 to 8 grand and baseboard heaters was 1500. But he said don't get fooled.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, Wilson says I bought a legal legal in in quotations fourplex only to find out it wasn't legal prior to closing I told seller I was suing for misrepresentation they legalized it with their own money interesting Um, and Garrett is in the process of being strip searched at the airport so have fun (laughs) Um <laughs> Garrett's on his way to vacation and uh he's being strip searched. So that's great. All right, cool. Anyways, that's a good place to end the show. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice little mental picture for you all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's today Friday. Friday the thirteenth.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know what? Screw what people say. I think you should go make it a lucky one. Go do something today. Do go do something you've never done before. Do something you've been holding off. Do something. Just do something. Just don't do nothing. You can that was take a great I, pep talk. Wayne. I want you guys to clip that, <laughs> and I want you to put some inspirational music behind it. It'll sound a lot cooler. <laughs> I promise. For reals though, um, if you do, if you don't do something today um, on Monday, you're gonna look back on Friday and be like, "Wow, I did nothing on Friday," and three days have gone by. And you're no closer to your goals than you were on Thursday. Pretty straightforward stuff, guys. Again, put some music behind it. It sounds a lot more cool. But it's the truth. In order to get ahead, you have to do stuff. You got to do different stuff. You got to do different things. If you keep doing the same thing you're doing every day, you will not reach your goals. You will not get any closer. That's the truth. Um, And that's my advice for you for this Friday. I'll come up with some better advice on Monday. Sound fair?
1: Go out and get lucky.
0: (laughs) Go out and get lucky. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.